This is the podcast, not an interview. This is a conversation. No gimmicks, just reasons. 84 reasons. Come holler at me. I am being true. This is 84 Reasons, No Games, No Gimmicks, Just Reasons. Her reasons today. We are talking to the great Talitha Deeds. And if you don't know, Talitha or Talitha, uh, <laughs> you know, Talitha Diggs or, but before we get into it, Talitha, I got, I got to ask you, what is it like handling your business in the 400, but then being told um, you're a national champion twice? Like, what do you mean? You, what, you won the 400. <laughs> But you also won the uh, the overall championship. What what is that feeling like? Yeah, thank you um, for the introduction. But yeah, um, I don't know. Like as soon as they told me, I was just like, wow, that's crazy. Like all my hard work just came out, you know. And um, I was really just excited just to be with the team and just to have like you know that we have a bond. So just to share that experience with them is really great. So yeah, it was awesome. So when 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 did when did uh, Talitha kick? When when did that? When did that uh, nickname come into play? Has it always been that, or did it did it kind of take shape in Gainesville? Yeah, I mean, so people in high school call me Talitha, but like it wasn't like he- I'd say heavily. But then in the prelims at nationals, the announcer said that, and then I was walking around and everyone was saying that to me, They're like, "Hey, hey, Talitha," and so I was like, "Oh, like I kind of like that. Like I'm, we're cool with that. Like I like that." And so we just kept it going. Now, Talitha. See, I'm gonna call you Talitha. If I call you Talitha, it's just a natural thing for me. But now, can't tell now. But at one point, I did run track way, 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 way back. <laughs> when you got to the 300 mark, right? Because the 400 is I'm, listen. You got listen. You got a lot of different phases throughout the throughout the uh, throughout the race. Around yeah. the, like that, that last 200, everybody was kind of even. Like every, we couldn't tell who was first, who was second. Did you? At what point do you do you start your kick? Because you don't want to start it too early. Don't want to start it too yeah, late. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're not trying to start it too early because you know you get tired. Um, and then of course you don't want to start it too late because you want to be able to catch everyone and still win. Um, I'd say, I don't know. I, I can't. That's something that like I feel like is natural. Like it's weird. I feel like it's just my coach will talk about. It, it's like you have just like this natural instinct. Like it changes for every single race. I've never kicked like at the exact same spot. Like. It just is like when I feel my momentum build, I just like get my hips up and go and just start lifting and pumping my arms hard. So um, I'd say it's usually around like 150 or like 100, like 100, but it literally changes every single race. Has it has it has it set in yet? I mean, you 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 you've been running your whole life. Obviously, you coming from a running family. We're gonna get into yeah. your family, but did did it really? Run, controlling what you can control in a race is one thing. But when you finally hear that, like, why well, is everybody going crazy? Y'all just wanted all, you, you just wanted the whole thing. Like, has it really sunk in yet that we are the first to ever bring an outdoor national championship to the University of Florida? No, wow. Now that you just said it that way, it kind of sinks in some more. Like, we're really the first ones to do it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when we won, like, I was just – it didn't set in yet. I don't think so. Like, I was taking photos, you know, and we were getting, you know, everything together as far as, like, that standpoint. And um, they actually had to, like, whisk me away, and, like, I had to do some more things. So it kind of, like, was – everything was chopped up, you know. Um, but then, like, now getting back to Gainesville and being here and feeling, like, back at home, I'm like, oh, wow, like, we really did that. And then 
all the support, like, you know, from Gator Collective and everybody and, you know, just the Gator fans, like, it really has been so great. And so I think that helped it set in, too, like, on Twitter, on Instagram, and just all the love we've been getting. So if I, if, if you know, if I was charging you, you know, if you were trying to buy something from me, what would you, would you rather pay 50 or would you rather pay 49.99? 40 <laughs> 49.99 <laughs> what, what 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 is now this is the thing right when you run track obviously it's all technique you're trying to make sure look let me let me just focus on this because you're going against the best in the world i mean no every every meet you're going against the best in the world but you, you know, you, you get through that and then you look, because I saw it, it said, it, it said 50, and you go, what, what is the win and all these different things? Yeah. And then they go, when you see that 49.99, when you see that 49.99, do you say to yourself, dude, like, I'm one of six women in collegiate history to go 49.99? Yes. Wow. Um, As soon as I saw the time, like, I feel like it's different from, like, football or, like, any other sport, because it's like, of course you guys have, you know, it's measured kind of, but it's not, like, to the same extent, like track, once you break a barrier, it's like, it's a, like a monumental thing. So when I saw that, if, when I crossed across the line, it said 50 flat and I was like, oh Lord, like, please go down, correct down. And then it corrected down to 49.99. And I was like, yes, like I did it. And it was, it just like, was just such a great moment. Cause like, finally, like all my hard work and then boom, like the barrier was broken. Um, and I feel like once you break barriers, it just makes it easier to just keep doing it and keep doing more things and like keep getting better and improving. So I feel like it's it was a really good stepping stone, but it was also like at the same time like a great break breakthrough and just a great point to be at. Was it was it was it crazy because the guys won one day and y'all got y'all y'all got y'all finals the next day, so y'all celebrating with them, but y'all said, all right, we got to get focused. Like, what was that like watching the guys win it? Because obviously you want. The guys are winning. You 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 guys want to win it. What was that like saying, all right, yeah. man, congratulations y'all, but we, we got to get focused by what's the next day? Yeah, I mean, just, like, they got it started. Like, just watching on TV, because we, like, it was raining at the meet, so some people went, some people watched on TV, so I'm watching some of it on TV. I went to the meet for a little bit, and kind of just getting the vibe and just seeing the boys go out there and kill it. I was like, oh, wow, like, we really got to step it up next time, and, you know, we won indoors, and the boys didn't win indoors, so, and, you know, I, I I kind of honestly talk a lot of trash, so I've been talking uh -huh. the whole season, and then they won, and I was like, oh, man, now we really got to perform tomorrow, so the next day, we just came ready to go, and uh, we were, I was so excited for the boys, they deserved it, they worked so hard, and just seeing, like, all them to come together really just want, wanted to make me do better, and so, like, yeah, just seeing Joe go out there and run fast, and all these guys, like, just kill it, I was like, man, like, I got to do my thing tomorrow, too. Talking with Talitha, Talitha Kick Diggs, the daughter of Joetta Clark Diggs. Now, what? Even speaking of that, was it always track for you? Your mom did some. You talking about doing some amazing things. Your mom doing things at age 38, 37, and mo most people are sitting down. Your mom was like, "Nope, I'm trying to qualify for the the Olympics and things of that nature." Was it always track for you? Yeah, I mean, like growing up, of course, I was like immersed in it, like. I think a lot of athletes, like you said, you did track. Like everyone's kind of like in high school, you do track or in middle school, you know, you dip your toe in track or whatever, you try it out. And so it's just like with me, I knew from the jump, I'm like, I'm going to end up running track and field. It's easy to like fall into something when you know for a fact you're going to be good at it. You know, it wasn't much trial and error. Like I was like, my whole family did it. You know, I'm athletic. Like I know I'm going to be fast. It was just a matter of when I wanted to do it. So I started in high school, actually. Like I ran a couple like AAU meets and things as a young person but like I didn't like start like eight, age eight like a lot of people I was kind of later um 
And so, yeah, just like seeing my mom's like races on TV, I never got to see her run, um, but seeing her races on TV and I had the opportunity to see my aunts run in person. So just being able to like watch them, like the Olympic, like watching them at the Olympics and watching my mom, you know, crush it at the Olympics and at the Olympic trials. And the fact that she made four teams, like her legacy and just her, her like athletic prowess is just something I wanted to emulate. Like I wanted to do that. So um, yeah, I knew I was like track, track is going to be where it's at. So your uncle, coach of Tennessee, his wife, coached her, coach your mom, coach your, coach your, coach your Aunt Hazel. At one point, they was all number one in the world at one point. I think your Aunt Hazel went to Florida. Your mom went to Tennessee. Now, did it come down to Tennessee? Because I know every, we say, I want my child to go wherever they want to go, but I'm always <laughs> from the school I went to. What, what was that like? Um, no, my mom actually... Shockingly, like, she had no pressure on me at all. Like, she didn't even pressure me to run track. She's like, if you don't want to run track, you want to do another thing. Like, I did a thousand sports growing up. So my mom never put pressure on me. And so she was like, same thing as Scott Forest College. It didn't come down to Tennessee and Florida. It came to Florida and another school that won't be named. But, um. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, um, my, yeah, my aunt went to Florida. And my grandfather, he had, like, our, my family ranch was off in Newberry. So, like, growing up, I was always down here. I always came to Florida games. Like, I was always in the Gator culture. So, I knew what it was about. And I think that was something I was really attracted to, honestly. I think, um, you know, just being, like, in an environment where everyone wants to be great. It's not just, you know, you know, track and field wants to be great. It's, like, every single sport wants to be great. The athlete community, like, we're really tight. We, you know, we hang out and, like, we're all close. So, I feel like we all build off of each other and, you know, like, even, like, I was watching the Softball World Series, and I was like, dang, softball's crushing it right, right now. Like, that motivated me. So, just kind of that vibe, like, that's really what I wanted in school. And I felt like Florida did the best job at giving that to me. So, yeah, I mean, for me, it was really a no-brainer. Like, it, it wasn't a hard choice. <laughs> Talking with Talitha, Talitho Kick Diggs, the daughter of Joetta Clark Diggs, the granddaughter of Joe Lewis Clark. Now, you're talking about legacies, because obviously – I know, I know about y'all individually. I know what y'all do. I know how, how incredible y'all are. I'm, I'm from Georgia, like, like your grandfather. Oh, but I stayed here the whole time. But the thing is, you got a lot of legacy. You got your grandfather's legacy. Lean on me. Being played by Morgan Freeman. Then you got your, then you got your mom. Then you got your uncles. Then you got. Your, how is it growing up in a family like that to where you go? Look, man. I mean, I got motivation from my grandfather. Motivation from my mom. Motivation from my dad. It had to be. Was it was it like, I don't know, competitive saying, look, I'm pretty sure you got to have very, very athletic cousins around. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was definitely competitive growing up. And um, yeah, I think I don't, I don't even know how to really describe it in terms of competitiveness, because I think it was just natural. Like it was just something that growing up, like I want to be the best. And it's hard to be the best, of course, when your mom's a four time Olympian, your aunt's a five time Olympian, your other aunt's a three time Olympian. So it's like everybody's athletic. But it's just like, you know, you still have this thing inside of you that's like, I want to do that. I want to be better. I want to be great. And it's, of course, I'm proud of them and I support them and I, and I love how phenomenal they are. But, you know, as a person, like, I just want to be the best that I can be. And so I know what I'm capable of in that sense. So I'm trying to I'm trying to come for all that. So, um, yeah. And then as far as my grandfather, my grandfather, uh, yeah, he's in like the movie Lean on Me was made after him. So, like, of course, he's very tough. He was serious about education. And that's, I think really what you know my mom passed down to me and my dad passed down to me as well you know education comes first and that's also honestly part of the reason why I came to Florida too because it's such a great school so um yeah they definitely instilled a lot of values in me but that competitive spirit is I'd say one of the biggest things (laughs) 
What is it like? What is it like being coached by legendary Mike Mouse Holloway, a guy that's just, I mean, Mouse, Mouse was there. Mouse was there when I was at Florida. He was an assistant then. He wasn't a head coach. Uh, yeah, I think he became the head coach like 2008. But man, what is it like being coached by a guy like that? Yes, um, Coach Holloway is phenomenal. Like, I mean, his record speaks for itself. I now I guess he has, does he have 13 national titles, 12 national titles, something crazy. Um, and so he's had countless national champions, all Americans. So um, that was something like attracting to me. I'm like, dang, I want that guy to coach me. Like, he got this person there. I want to do that. So I'm going to him. And um, you know, just to have a relationship and a bond with him. Uh, he's yeah I mean like he's really a father figure honestly like we're really close we're really tight he pushes me um, we have yeah we have an interesting relationship as far as that point like he's gonna get the best out of me and he knows how to do it um, and so I think you know and he's also somebody I can rely on and count on somebody I can call late at night like hey coach I'm feeling this way like you know I need help with this so he's somebody like you know that you can count on and I think that that bond between a like an athlete and a coach really just makes you want to go harder for them. And like, honestly, I would like literally run through a brick wall for Coach Holloway. So it's like the whole team, that's like the whole team title. Like we were like, man, we, we want to do this for ourselves and for our team because we love each other. But man, Coach Holloway's put in so much time and all the coaching staff, Coach Wealthy, Coach Mann, they put in so much time and effort to us. So like, we're trying to do this for them too. This is 84 Reasons. I am being true. She is Talitha Diggs. If you didn't know, go out there with the 400 meter if you want to, and you're going to be watching. You know, all you can be watching is elbows running away from you. But mom, listen, mom ran at what, 1,500, 800? It was more like, you know, like intermediate distance runners. She was like, no, nah, I ain't messing with that distance. I'm going to go 400. I'm going to go 200. I'm going to go 60. I'm going to go four by four. When did you realize, mom, listen, I love you. I'm not running around no check as fast as I can two times in a row. I give you one full lap. But talk about that. Does does running the 400 help you when you run the 60 or you run the 200? Does it help you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think all the all the events work together. Um, and I think that's one thing that I think is unique about track. A lot of times, like I guess like in other sports, like the positions are like specialized and like I guess, of course, they all work together. But it's not as much like, you know, directly like the 60 is directly helping my 400. The 200 directly helps my 400 and vice versa. Like they all combine and work together. So. Yeah, um, I, of course, in the 400, I think speed is really important. Like how I'm able to kick at the end, um, of course, that's strength because I still have the speed. But if you don't have like the speed to turn over quickly, then none of it matters. And the 60 meters helps that. The 100 meters helps that. So, um, yeah, speed kills. Speed kills for sure. Absolutely. Gators Collective. Obviously, we here talk about we in the NIL era. This is something that, man, when I was in college, here, here come the crazy part again. Okay, we did have cell phones, by the way, <laughs> but but we didn't have smartphones, right? And the and the and the internet was still relatively new. It's not like it is now. We always talk about making money, making money, making money. But I think the biggest thing about NIL is a person like yourself. There are young girls. There are young people who want to be Talitha Diggs. They see you. I mean, you got SEC Network. You got national television. You got all these different things. Talk about being able to benefit by saying, look, I know the biggest misconception is, oh, Talitha Diggs, she got to be making all this money. You're like, ah, uh, that's not necessarily the case. But being able to benefit off your name and even like building relationships, building partnerships, learning about the fan. How, how was how was the whole experience been for you? Um, yeah, I think that's an um, important point you raised. Like, it's not as easy, I think, as everyone thinks. Everyone's like, oh, now all these kids are getting all this money. Like, that's not exactly how it works. Like, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate. Like, I, I work with, like, age, like, an agent and, like, people that help me out and get different deals and things. But it's still hard. Honestly, it really is. Especially, you know, um, the track and field market is less than, like, a lot of other sports. And, um, you know, but I feel like being a female and 
you know, of course, performing really well on the track gives me a unique opportunity to, um, you know, get some NIL deals. And I think that honestly, it's great. And um, it's something that like, I feel like so did it was it last year? Or did, this is the first year, right? I think I think this is the I think this is the second year of it. I think the okay, second so this year. is the second year. So mm-hmm. my college experience has basically been NIL. So I've kind of seen how it's like I wouldn't say I was like a fi- a fifth year where it's like they saw like how it's changed so drastically. But like just even from this year to, to last year, it's just like so many different opportunities have come up and people are starting to figure out how to put it in their businesses and. Um, yeah, I think that any any sport and any athlete can be valuable to any company, and um, I think that you know it should be a, a broad market for all sports. Now you already got a nickname that's that's I mean pretty nice. I mean Talitha Kick. I ain't never heard nothing like that. If you know if I if if somebody said Talitha Kick, I'm gonna think what is it karate or something? No, she's running the 400. It's almost like you said it's still <laughs> hard. You you said it's still hard from a standpoint of now. You were part of the negotiations, but now it's what is a good deal, what is a bad deal, what yes. what is going to benefit me when I'm done at Florida compared to something. That, how, how was how was the negotiation part being? Because it's good to have them, but you saying, wait a minute, man, what is this right here? Because I don't want to associate myself with something that could potentially harm me down the road. Exactly, and so that's why I think it's honestly important for people to get, like I said, like get an agent or get someone that kind of knows what they're doing because you know someone reaches out to you on Instagram, hits you in your DM, like, oh, I have this opportunity for you. They drop a number, and you're like, oh, well, that sounds nice. That sounds real good. And so, um, but then it's like, okay, well, what does this company represent? Is it something that aligns with my values, my beliefs? Like, uh, you know, I'm also representing Florida still, honestly. And so it's just like you have to think about those things. I'm representing my team, my coach, and my family. So, you know, you want to represent something that is like I said, aligns with your beliefs. And so working with like other people, I just say like, Hey, this company reached out to me, you know, what do you guys think? And then they can vet them. They can do the information be like, Hey, uh, we don't like that company or we do like that company. And you know, here's why. And so I think that that's really important, even just from a standpoint of like, Hey, I'm starting in college, but one day I'm going to be a professional athlete. And, um, you know, you're at the university of Florida, almost everyone wants to be a professional athlete. So it's like, you're learning these things now. It's like, okay, this is a brand, like, this is what I'm representing, like, name, image, and likeness, like, what does that mean? Um, and so I think it's really just, like, a great stepping stone for um, all college athletes as they make that transition to be pro, too. How much How much is the brand of the University of Florida one of those things you go, dude, I, like, I know what Florida is, you know, my, my grandfather was living in Newberry, I, but it's different when you watching it, and I'm one of them. Talk about the brand that is the University of Florida to where you go, look, listen, this is taking nothing away from other colleges in the state of Florida that will go unnamed. Or you got the Jaguars, <laughs> or you got the Buccaneers, or you got, yeah. you know, uh, the Dolphins. The biggest brand in the state of Florida is the University of Florida. And, and that's and that's not even being biased. It's, hey, man, we at the top of the state. We're not in a huge city. But talk about how much, uh, you know, uh, exposure just the University of Florida brings yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, the University of Florida, just like you said, it's a brand like no other. Um, I was in Bermuda and I had a Gator shirt on and they were like, Gators, like University of Florida, like they know, like that logo just means something. And so to wear that on my chest, that is like literally like one of the highest honors. I love competing with that Gator on my chest. I feel like it just gives me a superpower. Um, and so that brand, honestly, that's that's another thing too. Like you represent UF, it's just like everybody knows, um, oh, this that's the track team. Like even if you don't know much about track, you're like, oh, y'all just won. Like, I think the culture in Gainesville just, like, reflects the University of Florida, like, in terms of, like, people are like, 
oh hey like you run track like um you know you you go to uf like that means something to people here and so um i love how that brand just goes all over the world and like you said exactly like you know not knocking on any other schools but the university of florida is the best at what we do in like almost every sport and so it's just like a really great culture here and like i said like uf you know that brand like it just reflects that too like you know, we have so many opportunities, like you said, Gator Collective and, you know, honestly, coach our athletic director Strickland and like the whole the whole athletic department, like they're really supportive. Um, and I think that's really important at a university too. like great brand, great support. And, you know, you got that Gator name. So you're going to get more attention. <laughs> now, Talitha, I mean, uh, you just did something at forty nine ninety nine. That's not something that's going to happen. Only you and five other uh, women, uh, you know, have ever done it. Are you ready to have that legendary status attached to your name? Because it's obviously you run for this. I love to run. I'm coming from a legacy of great runners for my mom and my aunts, you know, my family. But 49.99, that means that years from now, people going to be saying, Talitha, man, how did you do it? Like, what is that like knowing that, look, man, I'm a sophomore. I still got a lot of running left in me. Are you are you chasing 48 now because you got 49? Um, of course, that's the next number that, you know, it's, that's the next number right under it. So that's the one I'm going for. But no, in reality, like uh, I'm really like one thing about me, like that legacy. Uh, that's not something that scares me. That's something that I embrace, really. That's something that I want. That's what I signed up for. Um, and so, you know, I take everything that comes with that, too. So the great things and the bad things, like, of course, it's a lot of pressure on me. But like I said, that's what I signed up for. And, um, you know, that's honestly who God made me to be. And that's who I'm prepared to be. So I'm excited for all those things to come. And, you know, like you said, one day to tell my, you know, kids and grandkids and everybody asking about it, like, yeah, I did that. Um, and then I also did this. So I think that's really, that's really a part of it. And yeah, I mean, I particularly honestly don't really chase time. I think that's why I hit 49 because I was like, I'm trying to execute. If I execute my race plan, I work hard and practice, you know, I, I do all the little things right. Um, and I do, you know, those extra things that people don't see that time's going to come and then it came. So like, if I do those things again and I just keep, you know, stay focused and maintain a high level of training and all that stuff, like the next fast time is going to come. <laughs> Talking with Talitha Diggs, outdoor champion, indoor champion, 400 meter champion, one of six women to go 49.99 in the 400 meter. But in baseball, they got to walk up in, in football. We got warm up basketball. They got warm ups. There was nothing more legendary than the warm up before before a track before a race. Like everybody sees it, you know, y'all. You know, I don't know how high y'all be jumping when y'all be flexing flexing them legs. Let me jump up. <laughs> what, what what is that what is that adrenaline like? Because it's, it's you. It's as a with the movie Man on Fire when um when Denzel Washington told Dakota Fanning, listen, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the gun gonna set you free. It's gonna set you free. What is that like? You're going through your warm up saying, all right, it's time. Get the shaking the arms out, like. I, does it seem like a lot of time between the time you get in the blocks and they finally they finally shoot the gun? Yeah. Um. Man, does it seem like a lot of time? Honestly, it does. It it really like because like everyone in the stadium, especially a stadium like you like at we were just at, it's really big and so everyone's really close. So you can kind of hear people. Like I'm really dialed in, but like you can hear the different noises and like you just tune into the environment and you get like you know you. Oregon, it rains a lot. So you can even smell the rain. Like you can just smell like everything. And so I'm really tuned in on all that stuff. And so I'm always like, it it, it kind of goes by really fast. Like one second I'm in the warm up, you know, I'm doing my, my stretches, my whatever, and I'm getting ready, you know, and then they call it like first call 400, which means like, okay, now we're getting started. It's about to come. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I need some time to sit, get my mind right, you know, flush everything out. And 
um, you know, I'll do that too. And then they're like, second call. I'm like, uh-oh, like now it's about to come. Like it's about to get serious. <laughs> third and, and final call. Third and final call. You walk over to that tent, you get in there, you put your spikes on. And, you know, at that point you're race ready. And so when you're race ready, it's like, okay, I'm not wearing none of my sweats. I have my spikes on, like I'm zoned in, I'm ready to go. They walk you down to the track. And again, like that, that's when you start feeling the environment. And as you walk down, like it's, you're walking kind of fast because they want, you know, they have a time schedule of the track meet. So it's like, okay, your race starts at this time. It's starting at this time. So, and we have another race right at this time. So we're walking you down. And so just like, yeah, it goes kind of quickly in that sense, like recounting it. But like when I'm in the moment, I'm just trying to like enjoy all of it and just be like, man, I'm so blessed to be here. Like my mom's watching, my dad's watching, like my, everybody's here. So yeah, it's, it's a great experience. And Talitha, you said, you said, I'm not focusing on times, but I'm focusing on executing. Talk about, because I know this for a fact. There's practice at the University of Florida and there is track practice. Y'all, because I've I, I seen it one time. I've seen, I go, I'll say to myself, how many 200s they going to run? Or how many 400s they going to run? Talk about what it takes to be a Division One track athlete at the University of Florida. Yes. Um, we do, like you said, we do practice. We train for sure. Uh, definitely, you know, one of the hardest sports. Um, and so, yeah, going out there and practice, you have to come with that same mindset. Like, you know, today's, especially since we get our workouts ahead of time. So like, we know kind of what's coming. We have our workouts for the week. And so you see on this day, like, okay, this day I need to make sure I'm hydrated and I'm sleeping because it's going to be, I'm going to have a hard day out there. And like, I might be laying out on the track, but it's like, you know, and then the next day it's like, okay, I have a speed day. Like, you know, I want to work on this. So um, really just preparing throughout the week, I think is really important, but no, it, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, there's some days I'm out there on that track and I'm like, oh, why did I do this? Like, you know, think, rethinking everything like, Lord, I know you're here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's, it, it, it gets real out there. When you when you first get to the University of Florida, you understand the legacy. You understand that the, the the young ladies that have come before you, but you're trying to build your own legacy. And you and I keep going back to that. Everything that that the women's Florida uni, I mean track team has done never had an outdoor championship. Not because they didn't have good teams, but women's track and field is tough. I mean, y'all got some of the best athletes in the country, but you know what? We what three or four days removed from. They coming up to y'all saying, no, 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 no. That's over with now. Like, what you mean? I went, I typed in University of Florida uh, track and field Wikipedia and it, and it went women's outdoor. It said 2022. That's forever. 49.99 is forever. Outdoor. To know that now, you're talking about being the first. Now that you guys have done it, how, what is it like knowing that we paved the way for future athletes, yeah. women athletes coming in and saying, look, man, the hardest thing to do is to be first. That's always the hardest thing to do. To know that you guys have done it, to know that now, you know, I don't know what the trash talking is like. If y'all talk trash out there on the track, you know, now you can say, no, 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 you ain't talking about us no more because we, yeah, we got out. So y'all y'all go get y'all's now. For sure. I mean, yes, of course. You know, you let them know. A lot of time it speaks for itself because it's like, you know what, we got that trophy. But also it's good to, you know, let them know like, hey, like we did that. Like University of Florida, you can't say we don't have anything up there anymore. Like we have a wall where it says like all our championships. And so the the outdoor championship was blank. And for the longest, like every day of practice, I would look up at it and I would just get angry. I'd be like, why is that blank? And so now it's about to be filled with 2021. And it has a long space of, or 2022. And it has a lot of space for future championships and everything and just building that culture, like that dynasty. That's really what, you know, I want to create at the University of Florida, just like all the recruits to see, like, hey, like they did it this year. And, you know, I want to be a part of that. 
Um, so I, I think that's something special, like starting something really, you know, you know, just like starting something and, and just creating like a long, I want to create a long line of, uh, you know, great athletes to come through here. What is it like? What What is SEC track like? I mean, because I don't know what people think. Like, who, who do you want to run against? We're going to run against all of them. What is what is SEC track like with all these other teams that got really, really good athletes? Yes. I mean, SECs is literally like nationals. Um, I mean, it like the competition is it's it's so high. You know, you have all these other great schools and, and great athletes um, that come from there. So it, it's it's really highly competitive. Um, but I think it's a great stepping stone and it prepares you for national. It's like, okay, I did well in SECs. Like I can do it at the, the highest level there is. Um, I remember like indoors, like my freshman year, <clears throat> at one point, I think I was, I think I was sixth in the SEC or I was like fifth in the SEC and I was sixth in the country. So that's typically how it is. Like you can be like, you know, kind of like a certain place and then you're that same place in the nation just because the SEC runs basically everything <laughs> in that sense. Um, of course, there's a lot of other like people that come from great conferences, but really at SEC conference, that's the conference to watch. So, yeah, I think it prepares you really well. It gets your mind right. It gets your body right. And it gets you it, like when you do well at SECs, it boosts your confidence. Like, OK, like freshman year, I won SECs. I was like, OK, cool. I'm good for nationals or like I'm going to do well at nationals because, you know, I just handled the toughest competition really that there is. So. What uh, is it? You're already a sophomore. Is it go is it going by fast? Yes, it is going by kind of fast. Now that I, I look back and I'm like, whoa, like I feel like I just got off campus and was in Keys. Um, like that's our our like housing complex. Like I feel like I was just. Oh, I, oh, I, I know about Keys. I, I stayed in Keys. That's okay. there are certain things. They, there are certain things they keep intact. Like okay. I know that I know that every athlete, whatever whatever year you signed, that the summer B term, every whether you track football, they still doing that. Then they, everybody stays in the Keys to where I don't know if it's if it's the first floor, guys be on one side, girls one, and they alternate going up. So they, they still, but tell the University of Florida, hey man, y'all renovating everything else. They can renovate the keys, man. They got money to do that. Yes, please. That I think they're they're doing something right now, but I don't want those freshmen. That, hey, we paved the way. We paved the way. <laughs> <laughs> those freshmen, you know, uh, I think it would be nice to renovate those dorms for sure. Talking with the great Talitha Diggs. Indoor champion, outdoor champion, one of six women to run 49.99. Has the great legacy of Joe, the daughter of Jordan Clark uh, Diggs, and the granddaughter of Joe Lewis Clark, now creating her own legacy. Cleetha, when you think about your life, you think about your family, you think about their legacy, your legacy, would you change anything up until this point? No, not a single thing. I would have done everything the same, literally. It, it, I think great great choices great decisions and i've learned so much through like my wins and my losses my tough times like everyone sees of course the the time and like the the stuff that i'm doing right now and how great everything's going on the track but it took a lot to get there um it was really hard mentally like just like i'm from pennsylvania so it's kind of like far from home and so just kind of the even though like i was i felt really good down here you know just like getting used to the college life and the training and you know how when you know when you have a loss how to mentally deal with that and um, you know, of course, you know, they talk about like, you know, sports psychologists and how important that is um, for athletes just to talk to someone or just to like, you know, use the resources that you have. So I think it was a really good experience, but I definitely had some rough moments and I'm blessed to be here now. I mean, even even, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the big thing now when it comes to athletics is mental health. That's not something that we really talked about a lot when I was an athlete. We didn't know how to 
we, we didn't know how to talk to each other about it. It's not that you didn't have it, you didn't know. Talk about being able to maintain your mental, because like you said, look, you are long, long way from home. You talking, in the heat, I know it's hot in Pennsylvania, it ain't, it ain't Gainesville heat, it ain't Gainesville humidity, and plus, you're in a high-profile school with, in a high-profile sport. How yeah. do you manage it? You talked about talking to Coach, uh, Coach Holloway. How do you manage it when sometimes yeah. it just seems too overwhelming? Yeah, I mean, for sure, like, uh, that's the part of the, like, the team culture, really. And also just, like, the athlete culture in general. I'll call up any of my friends and be like, hey, look, I'm having a rough day. Um, I want my friends to call and be like, hey, I'm having a rough day. You know, practice is happening at practice. You know, I'm kind of feeling this way. And just like to talk to each other about that and be open and just to I like validate their feelings. Like, first of all, it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you any less of a person, a man or a female, because you had a rough day. Um, you know, that's just kind of the part of the process. So just to have that support and just to have that family bond here, I think that's really important. And also, yeah, like, you know, there's sports psychologists at University of Florida and, um, you know, go, you know, chat to, with any of them. And there's tons of mentors and tons of people who are just there to support you that you can call up and be like, hey, you know, this happened and this is how I'm feeling. And, you know, just help, you know, they can help you process it and, and just get through all that. So, yeah. Do you, uh, is there, is there a such thing as a perfect race? <sighs> That's a good question. I don't, I, well, I haven't run it if there is one. <laughs> I've not run a perfect race. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't think so. <laughs> And, and coming from a person, like I said, I, back in the day, I ran, I ran the four. I wasn't fast enough to run no four. What is running a four by four like? Um, the four by four, it's you're tired and you're you're just going out there and you're just trying to run that. You're just like, I need to get this stick around or I need to finish this race as high as I can. I'm just trying to be done at this point. And so, um, yeah, but like it's another team thing. Like I love running with my team, so it's like, okay, I'm not gonna let my team down, and I know they're not gonna let me down. So we're gonna run fast, but it's gonna hurt really badly. <laughs> And obviously, I know you represent you represent for the ladies. But have you have you ever seen anything like Joseph Fumble like that type of? Stuff? Have you ever seen anything like that? No, I've literally never seen. And like I'm a student, like I've watched so much track. Like I'm a student of like I love to watch and like do all that stuff. And I literally, I'm like I've never seen anything like Joe. Like Joe's crazy. He can be so far behind and just catch everybody like so quickly. Talitha, man, I could do this all day with you, man. The reason why I do this, being a former player, I want to be able to have access to people like yourself to tell people you more than just an incredible athlete, which you are. You come from an incredible family, incredible legacy. You chase your own legacy. I like the fact that you was vulnerable on this thing to talk about. Look, man, it's times I ain't got it. It's times that I know they see me on the track, but people don't know. I always say this. You never know what it took to get to that track. It's more than just training. It's the biggest doubt we will ever have is ourselves because I say, yeah, man, you ain't that fast. It's like you're doing it. To yourself sometimes, you like you said, I was, man, I did well in the SECs, and then, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to do well in the national tomorrow. How much have you learned from freshman year to sophomore year to be able to say, look, man, I got to make sure that every time I'm on this track, I respect all these, uh, I respect all my opponents, but I got to be dialed in. Yes, um, I definitely, I think I learned that for sure over this past year. Like, of course, respect the field. Like, you know, there's a lot of great competitors out there, so you can't shortchange anyone, but you can't shortchange yourself either. Like, you got to bet on yourself. You got to go in, go all in on yourself and, you know, just going out there and being like, you know, I believe in myself. I got this. Like, just positive self-talk. I, I really believe in positive self-talk. You know, when you tell yourself you're going to do something, you're going to do it. Um, Like, before the 400, I wrote, I write down, like, a lot. Like, I, I write down. So, I wrote down, like, I will be NCAA 400-meter champion. And I put it on my mirror and I wrote it in my journal. 
So like it was already written. It was already like a part of me. I felt like it was already within me. So I think that's something I learned coming into college. Like high school, I didn't really do that as much. But now I realize the power of, like how powerful it is to manifest and positive self-talk. Like you could do this. And I, I think all that stuff's real. What what is success to Talitha Diggs? A person that people are gonna look at you and say, "Of course you're gonna be successful." Look at look at the mom, look at the uncles, look at the aunts, look at the look at the grandfather. What is success to Talitha Diggs? Um, success honestly to me is just you know leaving a good mark. Really, just when people think of me, they're like, "Oh, Talitha was nice to me," or like, you know, she's passionate. You know, her passion rubbed off on me. Of course, I want to be national champion, but. I don't want that just to be my legacy. I want them to see Talitha as a person who made their day better or like, you know, made them smile when they saw me or, you know, somebody that they could count on. Like we were talking about, like somebody that my friends can call up any time of the night, any time and just be like, hey, I need you. And then for me to be there. So, yeah. How does Talitha Diggs use failure as a tool? Um, I think failure is definitely, I think it's motivation. And I think just, you know, no one wants to fail, but it's inevitable. Um, you're going to, you're going to at one point fail. Um, but honestly, also being in college, I think my standard of failure has changed. Like, I don't, I don't believe that just because you lose a race, that's failure. Um, I don't think that just because, you know, you don't have a great practice, that's failure either. Like those are all parts of the process and all those things lead up to success. So that's kind of how I started looking at it, like building blocks. Um, and yeah, like honestly to God's standard, like none of us really can ever fail. Like, you know, we, we just, do what you can do and, and trust yourself and, and love yourself. And that's not failure. So the standards of my standards of failure has changed. Loving that. And finally, finally, <laughs> with everything you're doing with the, with you listen, indoor, outdoor championships, 49, 99, chasing 48. What, what is Talitha Diggs chasing at this point? Um, I say I'm chasing myself. <laughs> I'm chasing myself. I'm uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to be better than I was yesterday. I'm trying to be better than 49.99, but like you said, I'm trying to be better than my failures, my successes, and I'm just um I'm just trying to improve and and leave a legacy. The daughter of Joetta Clark Diggs, the granddaughter <laughs> of Joe Lewis Clark, one of six women around 49.99. The standards, you know, my standard of failure is changing. I'm chasing myself. Gator, you what? what uh, Gators Collective Athlete. If you on that track with 400 meters, you, you better you better get somewhere because just because you went at 300 meters, she's coming that last 100 <laughs> meters, creating her own legacy. I want to be known for more than just what I do on the track, which I think is great. And the greatest thing is, I'm I've, I've never just been an athlete. Athlete is just a part of my life. It's not my whole life. This is 84 weeks. I am being true. She is Talitha. Talitha, kick digs. Talitha, thanks for the time. Thank you so much for having me.